Hello and welcome to The Beaten Track. I'm Joe Bullock and as always I'm joined by Louis Baker. Hello Joe. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I was, not... Sorry, I was quite... <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. It's nice that you decided yeah. to do that. Um, today, Louis, we're talking deaf groups. Um, we are, yeah. yeah. Money store. Get, 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 blood rushed in my head, they hot lock popping off the fucking plot, not clocking, wristlet, watch me thump off. Delp up dragon volume blasting, bailing out my brain, red light flash, them stop I smash, Abraxas, hydroplank, massive. Yeah, what, what, uh, I guess it's a little bit iconic as an album, I would say. It's it's an album some... that you see. It's in lots of places. Do you not think? Mm. No, it is. is it is definitely. Um, and I, that's where I wanted to start. Is where you, where you and Death Grips into. into I'd listen to the. I'd listen to this before, um, once or twice. But um, that was that was about it. Really, that's, that's the only Death Grips I've I've listened to. And and yeah. So and I didn't really have any. It's strange, really, considering the nature of the album. I didn't really have any strong sort of memory of of what the album was like. I must have listened maybe a couple of years back, and um, yeah, I obviously didn't uh, uh, come back. But I was I, so I was sort of aware of it and aware of what it was like. But I didn't have any sort of me- so I was essentially coming at it blind. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, which was exciting, really, because um, yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it's quite chaotic, I'd say. I agree with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, it's been it's been it's been an, uh, it's been fun actually to listen to something a bit different. And yeah, a band that I've obviously uh, I have listened to, but don't really, um, yeah, don't have any sort of strong grip on them. Grip grips grip grips. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that was yeah. my glitchy death grips attempt. That. That was good, yeah. Um, You're welcome. I think, I, I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat similar in a way, but I've, I've been into them for longer. But um, I think these were a band that I was aware of when I was sort of in maybe six or something. I think I might have sort of pretended to be into Death Grips maybe mm. longer than I've actually been into them because I remember, I do remember this. That's a, yeah. I remember this album cover and the it, it felt kind of dangerous and it felt really like... Um, like the music it did feel like a sort of a new punk or a new sort of that kind of it had that edge to it with the whole package the 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 kind of explicitness of the album cover and then the music just sounded like um yeah like a sort of new age internet uh punk basically and and it did seem very cool at the time but i never quite got into the albums or anything and then i sort of grew into them through their one of their later albums which was bottomless pit and which is sort of like a more smoothly produced kind of upgrade on the sort of money store formula really it's very similar sort of industrial uh heavy rock and 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 rap and it's definitely got that kind of subversiveness and that edge still but i think part of the thing about the band is i find them quite exhausting almost to listen to it it's not just the noise because I like noise music and stuff, but it's some of the, some of the songs are quite repetitive and they kind of like, 
they kind of hammer you and it's you have to be in the right mood i think and um oh definitely yeah i think the mood is um yeah it's not this is not an album you could it's not sort of a comfort album that you'd stick on um at any time yeah there's definitely a sense of yeah you know repetition is extremely important um it reminded me in a weird way a very uh odd way of, of the fall in that sense where you've got to be up for the repetition you've got to be able to sort of take that sort of hit i guess and um yeah there's there's definitely there is an exhaustive step st- like sort of feel to it and it is quite you know it is quite a lot um you're quite breath i find myself quite breathless by the time that it finished every time that i listened to it um uh particularly i think the the tracks in the middle of the album like they become quite oppressive in a way but um like the final track is is uh i don't find that in that and also the opening track as well i don't find it in that so yeah the, the, you've definitely got to be in the right mood um but yeah i get i guess the they're also a band we're talking about kind of what we what we know about them or a band that i feel have quite a strong reputation as well um and i'd always sort of uh yeah known that they were yeah had this sort of kind of strong yeah sort of reputation for this like aggressive mix of you kind of mentioned um yeah punk like sort of hardcore hardcore punk industrial noise um, you know, and hip hop and, and and metal even and and stuff like that. And there is that you get a real sense of that on this album and a real sense of, um, yeah, a, a lot. I think I said it before, but there's a, there is quite a lot going on. Mm, I think also this um, this album. This is their debut studio album. They had a mixtape before this uh, called Ex Military and. Um, I think a lot of sort of hip hop traditionalists kind of disliked uh, Death Grips, especially like in the first, when they were first coming up basically, because I think as a, as a, as a rapper, uh, MC Ride is kind of like, he, his style is very sort of shouty and um, it's very hard to get a grip on, on one of the core aspects of rap essentially, which is the rhythm of the lyrics and the sort of being able to, um, to understand the lyrics the the songs are so driven by like the the kind of drums and and the bass and kind of all these different samples and stuff and all these sort of slight melodic switches and this repetition that you you lose the aspect that you're looking for almost in hip-hop which is the kind of the narratives and and, and the rhymes and things like that is so it's an interesting one because it definitely is hip-hop but it's um it almost kind of withdraws some of those pleasures, but then um, I guess that's one of the things about coming back to them is that you kind of, you begin to sort of peel back those layers and um, they begin to sort of, the lyrics and stuff begin to get into your head after a while. Like even after listening to this album quite a few times, it's still some of the tracks that I couldn't quite get a grip on. You sort of end up spotting kind of little melodic hooks and stuff that you don't see before because it's so bleak and because the production so dense and so like just hard hitting that you kind of you need something to keep using the metaphor of gripping but you need something to like kind of cling on to and um it's not always, always offered so it's a kind of the reason for for reasons they're a kind of um a band that splits uh, reception and stuff but obviously kind of 
they fit the bill of like a, a critically lauded band, I guess, as well. So not not too critically divisive, I guess. But mm. yeah, and and yeah, you mentioned the the sort of um, yeah the, the incredibly dense production. There really is a sort of you get these mixture of you know hard hitting beats, really swirling synths and, and and keyboards, and some quite abrasive sounds. But it's all kind of especially on this album. I haven't listened to later albums, which I think you suggested were perhaps a little bit different, but there's a slightly kind of lo-fi feel to uh, a lot of it. And a lot of the sounds are, you know, very fuzzy and, and, and you know, um, uh, an intently sort of, yeah, ab- abrasive. And you kind of get the, the songs sort of like splutter and, and, and jitter a lot. And there's this sense of the of glitch in there and um, stop start and, 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 and repetition. Um and yeah, it is quite. It's extremely urgent, and and but it does kind of catch you off guard and stuff. And yeah, you mentioned kind of understanding what he's going on about. It is at, at times uh, difficult, um, but you still there are moments where that where that gets through, and and there's moments where the lyrics become um, less oblique and less yeah sort of caught up in the um, the noise of the album. Mm. And they're they're going on the canon of, of strangely danceable music along with along with Joy Division and Shushu, I think. Mm. In that some of them <laughs> are kind of catchy, even though like um some of them are very much not. But um I, I, I was reminded of like um Killing Joke in a way, is a random reference of they're a band who I always found they were I put them in the weirdly danceable, they're like groovy sort of Mm. sort of light metal kind of stuff that these have that sense of uh death which have that that similar sort of sense of yeah you, yeah you're exactly right um weirdly danceable kind of feel should we get into the track wrestling yes let's do it so you start with get got um which i suppose it in it very much introduces you to that that jarring kind of sound it starts with these sort of almost kind of bubbly sort of drums that are very they're synthetic but there's a kind of organic nature to the playing because it's a rather than a drum machine it's an electronic drum kit so it's all programmed for these kind of weird synthetic sounds but Zach Hill's playing is very sort of fast and and diverse and well not on all of the songs sometimes it's more like strict rhythms and stuff but it starts with these little drum beats and then a very short kind of rap chorus and the get get guts and stuff and then it, it sort of unleashes into this very choppy kind of weird sort of keyboard sound that's kind of like just sounds like all the different bits of sound like filtering through and it's a very strange sort of melodic kind of lead for the for the song but it's kind of very effective at the kind of the narrative of the song kind of this this drug driving and the kind of paranoia and stuff. It feels like all these lights and all these sort of things streaming past. It feels breathless. And um, yeah, I, I like the song a lot. It's a, one of the good ones. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely great. Yeah. From the very start, I see from the first time. Listen, this time it kind of stood out. Uh, yeah, like you say, instantly. There's that glitchy, almost like tribal rhythm. Uh, and then, yeah, that ridiculous, well, not ridiculous, but sort of wild swirling keyboard riff that, that you get in the background. And yeah, and I love the the hook of 
yeah, get, 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 got, got, got. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's it's great and it's very catchy. And yeah, I I, I like the the way you described it. There. There's the breathless sense. Of there's a lot going on. It's almost like someone who's like caught in the headlights with like cars swinging past them. As there's, there's just yeah, there's 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 sort of loads going on. And there's yeah, there's in the lyrics and throughout the album, there's a sense of paranoia and and this sort of futuristic um yeah like sci-fi dystopian sort of feel and and yeah you really get that sense in 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 this track maybe you not always from the lyrics but you you even get it in the sense of the production and the instrumentation and stuff it really comes through uh yeah fantastic opener yeah and you get those nice kind of um beat switches from zach hill you get these sort of kick drums at the end this sort of isolated and the bridge comes in slightly differently and the, the third rap verse is kind of wrapped a bit differently it has got this sort of switching up feel this different kind of speed um i wrote down one of the lyrics but i mean all of them are kind of pertain to a similar theme but it was drilled a hole into my head pierced the bone and felt the breeze so it's kind of they're kind of oblique lyrics but also there's a lot of themes of kind of violence and, and torture and this kind of um definite kind of bodily harm and the kind of the feeling uh, well, specifically, the first two tracks have this feeling of a real vulnerability and kind of um, a drug-induced kind of paranoia and, um, well, a fever, as the next track says, but also this kind of weightlessness and this strange... Yeah, all the lyrics are kind of rushing past you, but they, they you know, the theme slowly kind of comes through. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I really like the next track as well, the fever. Aye, aye. Uh, the intensity of the, the the drum beat is 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 great, and you get that whirring sort of like loop, and yeah, this industrial sci-fi feel, like I was mentioning before, um, and yeah, and you get the sense of like you mentioned the violence and gore here. A couple of lyrics that um, I wrote down that blade cut me, sewer drain grated, bubonic plague, spread a faceless, and yeah, there's also a mention of a black goat anus in this track. Um, yeah. there's, there's quite a lot going on. It's, it's almost like, uh, me that, you know, we're doing that, the driving, and there was just like, you know, entrails all over the place. And yeah, no, I do like yeah, it. It does like, have that quality, yeah. Um, some of it's abstract, but then some of the Death Grips lyrics are strangely like, considering you don't hear a lot of them or you don't notice a lot of them, some of them are strangely kind of... Um, they've got a lot of depth to them and kind of a lot of kind of humor and uh, mm. sort of double entendre and things like that. And um, yeah, I mean, this is like the get, get, got it. it the, the sort of keyboard lead is so weird, but it's strangely <laughs> kind of fun to listen to. It's completely sort of, sort of modulated on basically like, you know within the notes it's not quite playing the right notes and it's so sort of weird and strained and yeah it, it reflects that kind of feverish quality i guess and um yeah uh love love it basically it's a great song yeah i i, I enjoyed the um the next track as well I, I enjoyed lost boys um i really kind of like that the repeated like android lost boys and and you know Ride sort of vocals here feel like they're going to get completely sort of swamped by the 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 lo-fi like interference in the track it feels like you know like a like a tune in a radio and it's coming in and out and there's just so much noise getting involved and then you get that sort of um 
that breakthrough of I think the the chorus is it's such a long way down. Um, yeah, really kind of I thought that was an effective way of 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 yeah of getting this. I think they do play with this idea of like yeah you you, you being able to hear some elements of the vocals and some being becoming swamped and stuff and yeah I thought it was done uh, pretty effectively on that track mm, yeah I mean it's got the kind of drums they're reverb to a kind of wet level that's so high that it kind of sounds almost like fireworks or something they're kind of fizzling out as you listen to it and um, so yeah almost kind of you know you could it'd be very easy to overly produce that so it's, it is just noise but yeah, it's this kind of density and all the sort of clip vocals and, and, and samples and stuff. Yeah, I like this song a lot, but um, both maybe the next three tracks or something, they're less kind of catchy, I guess. They're more atmospheric and more introducing you into this kind of, yeah, this distortion and this weird glitchiness and stuff, whereas the first two tracks are more kind of catchy and sort of stand out. Um, mm. I do like, I like basically all the tracks really, but yeah. Yeah, I think as you get into tracks like Blackjack um, and Hustle Bones, I think is the next one. There's the sense of yeah, there's less stand sort of moments of, of, of where things break through. Really, it's kind of disorientating, and there's a lot of um, yeah, the, the vocal effects become quite disorientating as well, and they're kind of it's called kind of very submerged bass sounds and quite sort of gnarly and stuff and. Yeah, it, it, it's not that I dislike the tracks up. I just feel, yeah, there's elements of you know when we get to a track like I've seen footage, which is which is fantastic, or like the final mm. track where we get maybe more. Yeah, there's there's more like groove and a, and a, almost like a playfulness to the songs and and in the lyrics as well. Um, I find those tracks more effective and, and I'm enjoying them more. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, there's, you know, there's things you can note about them. I mean, Blackjack sounds very much, the beat sounds very much like an industrial song, that sort of 90s kind of Nine Inch Nails and bands like that, that it's got that kind of retro aesthetic, basically, in the griminess, but also this kind of bass boosted kind of noisy pop aesthetic as well that's kind of clashing with that. And you get this sort of upbeat, um, strangely sort of high-pitched, weird sort of samples coming through and things like that, but... Yeah, same with Hustle Bones. It's not like my favourite song on the album, but I do still enjoy them basically. Um I like I like the outro on Hustle Bones, the kind of it has this mix of this like sounds like a like a hyper pop sample and this sort of like pounding um, beats that that, that um the, the track sort of works upon, but then fused together really well in the outro of that track before you get to um I've seen footage, which is like almost like a sort of groovy no wave dance feel to it it's yeah it's an absolute uh, belter I love that sort of sounds almost like guitar. I, I, I not no idea what it um what sort of 
thing was used there, but it's got that sort of like, um, yeah, like like metal guitar feel to it in that in that sense. And mm. again, the sort of stop startness to it of the track is wonderful uh, in the way that it, yeah, you get these like different sort of um, timing of the track if you like, and it, yeah, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's very catchy. I love the sort of snappiness of the drums and the kind of I love the lyrics where you've got the kind of sounds creeping over him and the sirens come in. But I think maybe what links it, yeah, it's less dense. I think it's got a more sense of these specific grooves coming, especially in the sort of last bridge of the song where where he goes, "I've seen crazy shit, crazy shit," and it kind of like keeps repeating and kind of splitting up, and it's got the kind of overlaid vocals and it's got this isolated breathing sample that kind of it, yeah, it's more like a sharp delineation between the different elements of the song and it, yeah it's linking um to i guess the violence and the the aggression of like the earlier tracks is about you know being essentially messed up by the sort of um you know seeing things and and the kind of interplay between reality and, and fantasy or violence and kind of it's definitely about police and kind of there's the lyric who captures life who takes what's left it's kind of this idea of li linking photography or video with the kind of the death and the kind of impulse of that and the the kind of fear yeah, it, of cops and things like that yeah there's that's and that sense of you know the, the the detachment from the reality of the the violence and sort of yeah becoming most desensitized to it that that I've seen footage kind of feel it kind of reminded me of like uh, yeah like the dehumanizing nature of like um, you know like the film Nightcrawler or, or you know with these you get this idea of yeah. you know the the fact that footage of violence sells and stuff like that I think it's really well done. Um, throughout that track and yeah links to these ideas of yeah this this sort of modern age sort of violence if you like and yeah it's it's fantastic and again the end of that track is also brilliant there's a really sort of glitchy um finish to it and it's yeah it's fantastic yeah great track mm, and i think it's one of the it's one of the key tracks for how this album became such a sort of bastion of uh sort of early 2010s internet culture and the kind of there's the slightly sort of memeable nature of the band and things like that. Like I looked up this apparently this songs in like the film book smart and stuff. It's kind of taken on a more mm. popular appeal again, essentially. And there's kind of in jokes and stuff like Kerry um, Kerry Benito played this song at a gig and stuff. It's kind of a symbol of that kind of, you know, experimental music and experimental pop and stuff like that. And um yeah, it's so much about media and kind of internet culture. It just links with how the band present themselves, that kind of mild controversy and the kind of the edginess, I suppose. Double Helix is probably one of my least favourite songs on the album, I have to say. Yeah, I, I quite like that sort of um, the hook of So You Really Want to Know, Double, Double. <laughs> I quite like that in a way with... Um, yeah, I find. Yeah, I would be tempted to agree in a way. Yeah, um, you, you do get those elements of the, the stuttering elements again, um, and these sort of incongruous like samples and stuff all mixing together. But I don't think it's as 
as effective and then you get into something like system blower which is like this very maximalist system blower i guess yeah, bass, <laughs> which, yeah. Like, yeah extreme like industrial sounds are really sort of turned up and punctuates the you know you you think you've sort of got enough of it and then it sort of kicks in again and it's quite it's, i actually enjoyed that track to be honest with you mm. but yeah i mean maybe these these latter ones i'm kind of like they are the ones that sort of more blend in like with double helix where it's kind of it feels more abstract it's just kind of these elements sort of rattling against each other it's kind of as opposed to the real catchy songs like Get Got or or I've seen Footage or whatever, they're kind of more experiments and different kinds of sound. Like um, Punk Weight has those kind of almost hyper poppy type samples and the bass boosted noise. And yeah, they're kind of different styles of sound that have kind of brought in, I suppose. The Cage almost sounds like kind of, it's got these kind of retro video, video gamey kind of aesthetics and I guess I, I thought the lyrics were kind of about sort of wanting to kill someone you're sharing a prison cell with or something like that. Or like, I don't know, if that, I haven't really delved into it too much, but yeah. Yeah, I, I like Punk Weight. Um, yeah, you get there's, I like that sort of, what sounds like a like Bollywood pop sort of sample. And then it's punctuated by this like wonderful sort of um, kick bass kind of thing it's it's fantastic and yeah um i would kind of like the hardcore punk element to the chorus and that as well and there's this sort of 25 8 uh 12 gauge punk weight thing i quite like that yeah there's there's a lot of embraces of, of those sort of elements in there and that's one of the tracks that does it quite strongly obviously in the uh, in the title of the track as well um and then yeah you get um you get fuck that, which I thought was not a track that that really sort of stood out that much to me. I I, I did like, um, I do quite like the hook of um, bitch please in a way, uh, as much as oh. it's slightly ridiculous. But, I, yeah, my only note for bitch please is the melody here is quite annoying because <laughs> <laughs> it's so eccentric. It's like you must be smoke, and it's just like yeah. Yeah, I think I've probably not listened to it enough for it to get to the point. It will get annoying at some point, but um, it's not quite done yet. But yeah, that whole, that sort of, yeah, it is slightly sort of um, over the top of your like. But yeah, the whole you must be smoking rocks thing is is that. But the final track, I think, is absolutely fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. It's just a great song. It's it's so cool. This is this it's hacker and it is this, this sort of manic glitchy feel before we get this like almost like disco like groove um and it, it's very fawn um and it, yeah it's just got these lot lots of like little standout moments um it's like a sort of frenzied like acid house kind of manic hip-hop kind of thing going on and yeah i, I love that hook of i'm in your area it's it, it's fantastic and I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so good. All the lyrical moments are just yeah. I know the first mm. three numbers and um, yeah, all the sort of weird, sort of abstract kind of ranting about different musicians and visiting Tessa's grave and and <laughs> being at the Apple Store and stuff. And, <laughs> and, you know, oh, it is amazing. And um, 
there's so many different kind of switches it goes through, especially with the drums, the kind of clatter, and then it becomes like more spaced out. And I think, well, when you have the when you come out, your shit is gone, which is like an amazing sort of pre-chorus. Mm. Um, it's got kind of like these sort of monotone tones before that, these noises, and it's got an amazing synth melody when the actual chorus comes in. And it's there's so many different variations of the drums. So it's so exciting as a song to listen to, and it's kind of yeah, it's also maximalist in a way, like um, like the other songs. But yeah, it's very clearly a kind of a song that you could kind of maybe not dance to. I don't know, but like it's so catchy and kind of mm. yeah. I wrote down a few just moments that references to post-Christian shit. I enjoyed that. I've got this pregnant snake. Uh, Gaga can't handle this shit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, starts going on about how he's teaching bitches how to swim and he's got all yeah. the coconuts. Oh, the and... table's flipped. Now we've got all the coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing bit, yeah. <laughs> it is, but it's absolutely bonkers and it's brilliant. And yeah, it's um, probably the best track on there. Um, there's, yeah, there's like three or four, yeah, maybe four tracks that are just absolutely uh, superb. I do, lo- I do like the album as a whole. Um, but yeah, I find that those moments really um, stand out as as yeah, they're all fantastic. Mm, I like um, my existence as a momentary lapse of reason as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's also a testament to to Zach Hill's drumming this song. I think because it is, despite the fact that it's kind of almost you do get that kind of synthetic element, but it's a really sort of complicated kind of drum beat and really sort of excellently played in it. Yeah. It's, it's great. Um, but that's all I have to say about the song, really. It's a very fun... Yeah, you can't really get it. It is. It is indeed. Um, but is there any other things you have to say about the album? No. No, I don't believe so. There you go. That's <laughs> We've got a quiz. You've you, you got a quiz for me? I do. And it's about hackers. Oh god. Okay. All right. Well, I might get this. Ha- I, I, like ha- like hack of the dog. No, I don't even know what that is. Oh. Hack of the dog. Is this a Norman thing? Well, he, he he is from Wigan actually. Hack of the dog, but he was on CBBC. Okay. He was like um, a, a dog. Like a <laughs> I've seen dog. that. Yeah, I've seen that part. Anyway, mate. Uh, yeah, what's the passerby? Yeah, it did. I actually know that you know one of these answers because you just said it when referencing the lyrics of Hacker, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, right, okay. All actually, right, okay. Well, we'll just start with that one, actually. Um, All right. In the Death Grip song Hacker, which pop star does MC Ride say can't handle this shit? I believe that's uh, Gaga, Lady Gaga. I don't know yeah. why specifically she's called out for uh, not being able to handle this shit. Yeah, maybe they think she's a bit basic. I don't know. If that's I, a... I feel like... A... When I think of people who can't handle this shit, Gaga is one of the ones who I think, oh, yeah, she probably can handle this. She'd love it. Yeah. She's, yeah, yeah. There's, but there you go. There's a photo of the band with Beyonce, which is quite funny. I can't remember who else it was with, but <laughs> there's someone else's. It's very, like, not expecting to see these figures together. But, um, oh, I think it might have been Robert Pattinson, Beyonce, and Death Grip. Oh like... yeah, yeah. I did read that actually. They're all sort of mates. Yeah, that is odd. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh I'll go for the I'm I'm just doing them in the wrong order now, but it's fine. Um <laughs> you don't know this. Uh okay. Different types of hackers are delineated into black, white, and grey watts. 
and it's an item of clothing. Is this to do with the song or to do with... This is just hackers in general. Oh, hackers in general, right, okay. Say it again, go on. Different types of hackers are delineated into black, white and grey watts and it's an item of clothing. So, like, for example, a a black one would be someone who does, like, illegitimate hacking activity, whereas white is when they sort of safeguard systems and things like that. It's an item of clothing. I was going to say flag, but that's not... That feels like what it should be, but that's not an item of clothing. Well, it could be, but it's not generally. Um, I'm going to say hat. Hat. Yes, you're right. Oh, come on. Mm, yes. Like, and there's a Michael Mann film called Black Hat, but I haven't seen it, but that's about hacking. So Okay, um, nice. Okay, number three, the final, and you've got two out of three, right? So you're, yeah, you're this amazing. could be my first ever three out of three, this. Okay, we'll see. Um, which James Bond film oh. features the Russian hacker Boris Grishenko, who famously says, "I'm invincible." Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. And this does, is does it ring a bell? Do you know this character? I don't think so. No, that that doesn't sound. I'm invincible. Hmm. He says it, and then he he says it when he dies. I think as well. He gets covered. I in think something. it's. I feel like this is old. I feel like this is uh, sort of. I'm going to name a bomb. Russian. Okay, let's think about that. It's going to be from Russia with love. No. Oh. Sorry, you haven't oh. achieved the perfect three. Oh, it's so on. annoying. Is it? Oh, um, well, I feel like maybe I should have got that. Well, not if you, if you don't know, you don't know. It's fine. I don't, I, and I didn't know. No. There you go. My favourite oh, bomb film is um, the, the David Niven one with... Um, Orson Welles playing mm, um, Le Chief. Le Chief, yeah, definitely. Only, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen that, but you know, I'm, worth a watch. I'm not sure. It, Pretty I'm, bad, heard, yeah. <laughs> but it, I feel like if I mean, the I'm a Orson, bit of Orson Welles playing Le Chief, yeah, I've got to do that. Exactly, um, exactly. Thanks for that, Joe. I, I felt like I did well there, even though I still got one wrong. Mm, no, you did definitely, yeah. Yeah, I did definitely. Get you did one well by taking you. your notes by keeping the hacker lyrics in your mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, Louis, is it from us this week. Yeah, we'll we'll see you next time. Yeah, and the time after that, we'll have a a list. It's exciting. Stuff. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Mm. All right, we'll see everyone next week. <laughs>